two years ago, we started a journey together. And now, it's over. Welcome back to My Seminary Life. I'm your host, Brandon Knight, and this is the two-year anniversary special. Yes, today is a celebration day. I made a joke about last week's episode being all about burying seminary. Well, this week, we're here to celebrate the fact that the two two years, we've been around for two years now. A lot has changed in two years. I'm a dad now. And in today's episode, the big question that I am going to wrestle with was, is, was seminary worth it? Was the past two years of my life, was all of the homework and all of this even worth it? So let's dive right in. Was seminary worth it? Give me your thoughts over on the My Seminary Life Facebook and Instagram. Comment below what you think. Was it worth it? Was the past two years of listening to this show even worth your effort? Was it worth your time? It's a big question for me to think about if seminary was worth it or not, because there's a, I think there's several ways that I could answer that question. Uh, I'll, I'll start with the, I'll start with the obnoxious answer. I'll start with the obnoxious one. Okay. Uh, only time will tell. Only time will tell if seminary was actually worth it or not, because like it just finished. <laughs> <laughs> I got just I just got done. It's really hard to tell. You know, will all of the skills, all of the knowledge, will it all pay off in the long run? It's I mean, class has really been done for only like three weeks now. The final episode just came out last week. I don't know. I don't know if this was really worth it or not. It's it's too early to tell. Maybe Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. Eventually, though, I might have a real answer for you, which means this is going to be the shortest episode ever. So for, well, now that we get the annoying one out of the way, let's start with, no, let's be pessimistic for a bit, shall we? No, seminary was not worth it. Seminary is a lot of stress. Homework, homework mostly papers occasionally i think i had one final to take in all of this ministry administration was a final even though that was the one that made the most sense to be a final project the uh mo you know having to keep up with readings having to keep up with homework meeting deadlines and doing it all i, I doing it online is basically like teaching yourself i some of the profs uploaded little like video lectures or put lecture notes up for us to read. But for the most part, it it's me. I'm teaching myself over for the past two years. My education has been truly in my hands. And yeah, who wants to make more stress for their life? Who wants to create more work why do this and to spend so much money oh my word it was another 12 to fifteen thousand dollars for this degree and 
granted, I've had a lot of help over the past two years for paying for classes, borrowing books from pastor friends of mine. Like I, I've had help along the way, but all of this stress and all of this money, like, like I don't want more stress in my life. That's part of the reason for those of you who uh, missed the, for those of you who missed the live stream hangout earlier this month, that's part of the reason why, like, I'm not really rushing into a doctoral program quickly. Like, I want to do it, but man, I just need a break from the stress. I really need a break from just all of the, the weight. Basically, all of my 20s, because for those of you who don't know, maybe you came into this a little bit later. Uh, this was my second attempt at seminary. Fresh out of college back in 2015, I started seminary online with uh, Moody Bible or, well, Moody Theological Seminary. I did online because I didn't want to commute to Chicago and everything was going great. And then I met a girl and we fell in love and got married and it was time to start paying off her student loans. And it was either finish school and pay off her student loans and don't eat and live in a cardboard box or I drop out so we could save some money. And that's what I did. So then the second attempt has been to finish has been to finish seminary. So basically all of my 20s minus a few years, maybe like two at best, three maybe, um, has been spent in school, which means the majority of my life has been spent in school. I don't want to... I I, I'm done. I'm done with school for a while. I do like the academic environment we are going to continue to have kind of an academic environment here on the show but i'm i'm done i'm done with school for the the rigorous routine of school and i i want i i I would like to have some money please thank you i made a joke to my dad he was talking to me about the live stream and the doctoral work and i i told him if i do end up finishing my doctorate at Grace Theological Seminary, that would mean my bachelor's, my master's, and my doctorate are all through Grace. Then uh, after I get my diploma, I'm going to turn to the person to the person handing it to me and say, okay, I would like my job now because like, I've given you a lot of money. Please start paying me. Thank you. Um, yeah. So was this worth it? I don't, I don't think so. Because not only that, let's not forget... I, I do have this duality, and I'm sure that's going to annoy somebody. But seriously, like this isn't a requirement in the Bible to have a master's degree. This is institutionalized, big, big evangelicalism. Ooh, forget. Oh, man, it's taken me two years to get to this idea. I'm not calling it institutionalized evangelical Christianity anymore. I'm calling it big big evangelicalism you know how we have like big tech and big banks and big soap i I don't know i don't know but yeah so big evangelicalism this is their this is their thing they expect us to have a master's degree i i've mentioned before that the fact that i'm getting a master of arts is actually going to continue to disqualify me from some big evangelical churches bring it down big evangelicalism in this episode that's not true it's not worth it it wasn't worth it because 
it's not a requirement in scripture that I have this degree, these this piece of paper that proves that I read a lot of books or most of them and wrote some papers. It's not a requirement that I do this. And it also hasn't been worth it because this the fact that I have a master's degree, I mean, granted, I don't have the piece of paper yet, but this has not improved my status for getting hired, honestly. Honestly, this is not making me any more marketable than it was two years ago so far. So, so far, this really isn't worth it. Again, going back to the annoying answer, only time will tell. Only time will tell if this was is truly going to be worth it in the longest of runs. Maybe somewhere down the road, big evangelicalism will finally acknowledge the fact of, hey, Maybe that Brandon Knight guy is a, is a decent hire. Or maybe be, big evangelicalism will continue to snub its nose at me and I'll not become a pastor. Or at least not the pastor of one of their churches. Big evangelicalism. Can't trust those guys. I'm making this up as I go, folks. Was seminary worth it? Yeah. Yes, it was. Because there has been some things that I'm already directly benefiting from. One of my baseline like requirements for being in school is getting more books out of it. I know that sounds dumb because I do have to buy a lot of them. But yeah, this is that is one thing that I look forward to of being in school is collecting more books for my library. And actually for convenience and a little bit of money saving purposes, I've started a lot uh, a little ebook library now. I, I used to be pretty against the whole ebook thing, electronic books, but hey, you know what? It's super convenient when you forget to buy your textbooks and it's time to read a book. <laughs> and it's right there and you can download it instantly. And it's a little bit cheaper most of the time than buying the the paper one and i don't have to pay for shipping so yeah it was it worth it sure i've gotten a lot of really good books out of this spirit um rediscovering discipleship misreading scripture with western eyes like these are these have been really good really helpful books for me spiritual formation discipleship methods both of those classes have really transformed my thinking when it comes to ministry and personal growth Communication in ministry, which was the preaching class we took last year. I took last year. I say we because, you know, we kind of took it together, but that I took last year. I've been preaching for 10 years, but I love the study of homiletics. Hermeneutics is very important, and maybe we'll do a hermeneutics series at some point here on the show during the independent study era. But homiletics is one of my favorite things, probably because I just enjoy public speaking so much. So to retake a class on homiletics, it, 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 it's not beneath me. It feels, it, it, it feels good. It's like getting into a nice warm, like hot tub. It's like getting into a good hot tub and just getting comfortable being in my element. And actually the part of that class that dealt with the subject of teaching was very helpful to me that that was something that I really needed a refresher in even I'll admit it even a leadership 101 yeah I trashed it a little bit uh, admittedly but I might actually be doing some follow-up work from that leadership class maybe we might have 
another conversation on that here in the in the future in the distant future we may have a a follow-up conversation more leadership 101 conversation we'll see but but yeah was it worth it sure even get this even ministry administration because for as much as i also trashed that class and will still go on record as saying i think it's bonkers that i had to take that but not church history apologetics counseling or a whole host of other classes but you know what that was the class that introduced me to canva i had not heard about canva up until that point and from that i i at least think and so does bradley he mentioned that in his appearance last or earlier this month that the quality of the the posts, particularly for Instagram, has gone up because I now have these basic design tools that I can use for ministry. Discipleship methods has helped me with my own personal small group. Like I'm seeing I'm seeing the ramifications. I am seeing the benefit to having done seminary. Seminary was not a complete waste of time. I'm seeing in the moment how this is transforming me and af- positively affecting others. Because going back to the teaching that I learned in communication ministry, the teaching strategies I learned, that's directly affecting my small group that meets every other week. It's it's transformed my thinking and my approach to teaching them. And I think the quality of the lessons have gone up and the response to the lessons has improved. It also helped, you know, refine my preaching a little bit shine some shine some areas that didn't you know that needed some shining you know so this is this is to show that it's 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 complicated it's a messy situation well i know in the longest of runs if it was really worth it probably was it worth it for all of the stress and the money that I had to spend and the the time, the the time away from my family, was it worth it for all of that? And no, no, it wasn't. Is it changing me? Has it transformed me? Has it transformed how I minister? Yes. And did it give me material for the past two years to talk to all of you about? Hey, what do you know? It mostly did. I had to fill in a couple gaps myself, but it mostly did. This is so. Yeah, it's it's complicated. Uh, I can't put my foot down for sure on any of those. To say one hundred percent yes, no, maybe I don't know. Can you repeat the question? Shout out to everyone who got that reference. But my encouragement would be that if you're thinking about seminary, you do need to know the fact that it's a lot of stress, it's a lot of money, it's a lot of time away from family, it does not guarantee you a job still, but done well, both by you and by the school, you can see immediate transformation in your relationship with God, in your relationship with others, and how you minister. You can. It can happen. Seminary is not an absolute waste of time. Big evangelicalism. Can't trust those guys. All right. Hey, we're here to celebrate, though, right? It's been a good year. Over the past year, we've had seven 
Let's count them out. We've had seven series or seven different series over the past uh, over the past year. Started off with ministry administration, followed up by college stories, where we had our most downloaded episode of last year, Smashing Pumpkins, my Smashing Pumpkins story from college. Communication and ministry, talking about preaching and teaching, leadership 101, intercultural studies, Roots of Sabbath, which was a filler series we did back in January that I I, I don't want to spoil. There's still a lot of the year left. So I'm, I'm not trying to spoil what's going to happen in December when we do the top five most downloaded episodes of 2023, but... Roots of Sabbath with the most downloaded series ever of all of the series. Like, yeah, this, some of the earlier spir- series, particularly spiritual formation, like their numbers are really high because for the people who go back and start at the beginning for the show, like, you know, they get through a couple episodes. So those numbers are really high. But S- Roots of Sabbath within recent, for sure, within the past year, but even a little bit further back is the most downloaded series ever. It's it was shocking. I had no idea how people were going to respond to that. I guess technically we've had eight series because then local church ministry just wrapped up last week and fish Fridays is going on. I think we can count fish Fridays as a series. One more thing was like a bonus thing. Uh, one more thing was a bonus like show thing that, isn't part of the continuity neither is fish fridays but it's one more thing kind of is i i screwed up with that one probably in if i were to ever start a second show don't hold your breath if i were to ever start a a second show probably i would just number everything in order even the bonus episodes, they would still just be part of the the spinoff series, the bonus episodes, they would still be part of one chronological thing. Anyway, so yeah, we've had eight series over the past year. Roots of Sabbath was shocking how popular it is because you never know what you're going to get yourself into when you start talking about the Sabbath. But so it seems so long ago to have been doing ministry administration. Also because that's when my son was born. So it's, it's just weird to think about that. It's been a, it's been a, I, I, on the actual birthday of the show, which is March 13th, I, I posted, uh, here's to the terrible twos being over, but it really wasn't that bad of a year. I mean, we broke the downloads goal three times within the past year. And at the recording of this episode, that means that the goals are going to be reset once this episode drops we are resetting the goals but we're actually pretty close to breaking it for a fourth time i think if we had like another month we we would have we would have broken the the downloads goal again but hey three is also really good the show has exploded i guess that's what i'm saying by way of downloads the show's audience has exploded so let's talk about those goals so we're moving into a new year uh, one thing that we will not be uh, counting as a goal going into this new year is the fact that the GoFundMe has been fully funded for conference expenses. I'll be going to the Every Tribe Denomination and Tongue Convention in May. And the episodes that are going to be recorded for that at that convention are going to be released at the end of August for everybody. Okay, so 
those of you who are attending, you get to hear it first. And then at the end of August, everyone else will be able to hear what we talked about. And just so you know that GoFundMe is going to continue to stay active through the month of April into May because there are other conferences and conventions I am looking at for later in the year as a possibility. Um, it would be much cheaper because they're much closer. But so if you would like to still make a donation, I would really appreciate it. You can find a link for that in the description of this episode. But a goal that goals for this year, obviously, we'll have a download goal. We're going to have a goal related to Facebook, Instagram, and Spotify followers. We were not able to get the Spotify follower count up in time for the show to continue to be ad supported. So by default, then we are going to move into a time of this. <laughs> we're going into the into phase two of the MSL cinematic universe ad free, apparently. So we're <laughs> starting this off ad free. The goal is to get back to ad support, but we do have to add face or we do have to add followers on Spotify. So if you are not following the show anywhere, you dropped in for some random reason, then please consider following the show on Spotify. But obviously whatever is your favorite podcast provider, you should listen to the show on there. Number of down. Number of downloads, number of followers on Facebook, Instagram, and Spotify. Also, merch sales. I know that sounds like a lot of money talk there, but money does help keep the show active and growing and improves the quality of the content. So uh, as we are starting to move into the summertime, if you need a My Seminary Life tank top, water bottle, wine cooler thingy, Sun, sun, uh, no, no, not sunglasses, but a beach towel. There is a beach towel. If you need something like that to help you get into the summertime spirit, uh, slides of, with a fun Bible reference on it, then head on over to the My Seminary Life shop. Again, you can find a link for that in the description of this episode. And buy merch, pint glasses, Fish Friday coffee mug, things, things like that. Sabbath mug. For all you people who enjoyed Roots of Sabbath, you can get a Sabbath mug. Cool, huh? So when when it comes to these goals, these are going to be active from this anniversary show till next March's anniversary show. Every time we break it, that means that we are going to celebrate with a live stream, a Facebook live event. Um, as I mentioned earlier, we hit the one for the GoFundMe. So I believe it's April 3rd is going to be the live stream celebration for that. Not quite sure exactly what we're going to be talking about on that episode. Other than for sure, something about Easter and or Resurrection Sunday candy. We'll definitely be talking about that because it'll be right before Easter and or Resurrection Sunday, whichever you prefer. And speaking of live streams, this coming Tuesday is going to be uh, the podcast audio version uh, from the live stream we had earlier this month is going to be re released to everybody. Okay, so that's coming out this Tuesday. So keep those goals in mind. Keep listening to the show. Share the show around. Share the show around with your friends and family. Uh, the more downloads we get, the more times we hit that goal, the more times we'll do the 
Hangouts, uh, the Facebook live stream Hangouts. And if you're not following the show on Facebook or Instagram yet, go over and hit uh, at Seminary Life Pod, hit the like or follow button so we can continue to increase the reach of the show, get daily updates over there. And I think they're fun. I think they're fun. I think they're creative. But maybe I'm biased. So what's going on as we enter phase two, the independent study era, this phase where I get to pick? Well, I'm also listening to what you all like. Not that there's another Roots of Sabbath series on the books for a future date. I do listen to what you all want as well. So I already mentioned what's coming out on Tuesday. Next Friday is the next episode of Fish Fridays featuring Pastor Will Rose to give us the Lutheran side of Lent. Because if Lent is that Catholic thing, then why are the people responsible for the Protestant Reformation doing it? Don't worry, folks. He does have an answer. It's a great conversation. They always are with Pastor Will. So that episode is coming out this Friday. And then the next day, Saturday, is the start of Apologetics 101. This is going to be our series to launch us into phase two slash year three, however you want to look at it. And this is going to get us uh, through April into May. At the end of May, there's going to be a graduation special. Still working on exactly what that's going to look like. It's basically going to be me, maybe Claire as well, on the show to talk about graduation, our experience with it, some of our thoughts, and just how much we love Winona Lake, Indiana. Everybody needs to go visit the village of Winona Lake. The week after that, the beginning of June, is going to be the first ever first ever Schools Out special. That is school spelled with a Z at the end of it. A fun way to kick off the summertime. I've got a, I'm thinking of at least one guest I really want to have on the show for a movie review spot. I think that, because when I think summertime, I think movies. So I, I think there's going to be a movie review element to the show. Still working out some of the details for that as well. Like I said, then at the end of August, you'll get the episodes from the Every Tribe Denomination and Tongue Convention. But throughout the summer, here we go, folks. Throughout the summer, I'm excited to announce that this summer, the summer of 2023, is the summer of Bonhoeffer. That's right, folks. Our summertime series is all about Dietrich Bonhoeffer. We're going to get into, similar to a couple years ago when we did On the Writings of C.S. Lewis, same kind of thing, but we're going to do it for the majority of the summer. Going to be looking at uh, a number of the sermons, lectures, letters, uh, speeches that Bonhoeffer gave. The goal is also to cover his book, Life Together. And there's actually been a handful of movies made about Bonhoeffer as well. So there may be a couple movie reviews as well. That might be a good one for Claire to be involved with talking about cheesy Christian movies. Maybe that's what I should call that, those episodes. But that's the plan for the summer. It's called the Summer of Bonhoeffer. I've, uh, I'm really excited to do this. Dietrich Bonhoeffer is one of my favorite theologians, and this is an idea I have been sitting on for a very long time. So uh, I've been keeping the cards close to my chest on that one. So we'll have Apologetics 101 into the Summer of Bonhoeffer, and then 
oh, you didn't know you were going to get the September announcement too, because then starting in September, we're going to try something very different. And different sometimes ends badly, but different isn't necessarily bad. We're going to do a series studying the history of Athens and Sparta. This is an, a, a time period that is very significant to the old, uh, to the New Testament, excuse me, even though we don't get to read about Greece in the Old Testament or in the New Testament because Rome is in charge by that point. But Athens and Sparta in particular, but Greece in general, ancient Greece has drastically influenced Western religion, politics, philosophy, and culture. And so we're going we're gonna to look at the history of Athens and Sparta, look how it's influenced the present as well. And, and, and through that, maybe have a better lens into what is going on in our culture now, and also have a little bit of context for the New Testament during the Gospels. And we're just about out of time. So real quick, uh, then that then, of course, in October, right around Halloween, we'll have the first ever of Monsters and Luther special as well. So that's everything coming up until November. Sorry, you have to wait for what's coming up at the end of the year when we get to that point. But that is it. Welcome to phase two, everybody. I'm excited. I hope you are too. Summer of Bonhoeffer is going to be great. Love you all so much. Thank you for going with me, and I hope you keep on coming with me. Remember, folks, theology is for everyone, so keep on studying.